I have no qualms about saying I'm a hover mom, but I get it honest. Mommy! It's the mom cast. Really, mom? Mommy! Mom! You are listening. Mom cast! The mom cast. So here's the deal. I am probably in my mid-30s. I'm single. I've been divorced, and I've been single for maybe five or six years. I'm heading off on one of those solo vacations. And I would do one of those at least once a year when I was single, where I would just go and do like a spa vacation. And uh, I'm in the airport. uh, We're just about ready to board. And my cell phone goes off. And it's my mom who is in tears. And I think something awful has happened. What happened? Is something wrong with dad? No. Well, what's going on? Is it you? No. Is everybody okay? It's not that. You can't get on the plane. What do you mean I can't get on the plane? I just know she just went on and on. You cannot get on that plane because I have a bad feeling. Okay, mom, what are you basing this feeling on? Did you see something on TV? What What's going on here? And yes, she had watched some TV show and someone in the on the TV show had gotten on a plane and the, the plane went down, God forbid, but she was absolutely certain Her mom instinct was telling her I shouldn't get on the plane. And uh, so I said, Mom, listen to me. Let's we we actually said a little prayer together. I, you know, I use that whole because I'm thinking, all right, I've spent all the money on this vacation. I'm going on this vacation. Crazy lady. And I say that with love. I always refer to my mom as crazy lady. She's used to that. Crazy lady is not keeping me from getting on this plane. You know, if it goes down, you know, I, I paid for this vacation. So, yeah, we, we said a little prayer together. And guess what? We, well, the plane didn't go down, obviously. Here I am. Um, but as moms, um, I think that that is something that goes through our minds. No matter what age your kid is, you come up with ways to worry about your kids. But there are some people, I don't know about you, I'm one of them, I think, um, that you see things on TV. You see these awful stories. And come on, let's face it. We have had a bunch of them. I mean, the, the shooting um, it, at the Jewish community, people worshiping the shooting. That, that's one thing. Um, those kinds of things should make all of us sick. Um, but for some, it goes a lot further. Um, anything that happens on television, all of those awful stories, maybe it's a terrorist attack. Maybe it's something here at home. Maybe you hear about the loss of a child. Whatever it is that we see on TV, real life happenings, some people take it a step further. And and it actually um, can become something that makes you sick or that you become obsessed about. It's not just empathy. It goes further than that. And we've got some help. I had no idea that was even a thing, but apparently it is. We have Dr. Judith Orloff with us. She is the author of a book called The Empath's Survival Guide, Life Strategies for Sensitive People. And this is a thing. (laughs) It's a thing. Uh, Dr. Orloff, thank you so much for joining us. You're very welcome. So there are people that do get, I mean, because my husband will say, 
he'll hear stories and he'll come home and tell me. And, I, and I'm in the business. I'm in media. So I kind of already know a lot about what's going on. But there are times he'll come home and say, we are not watching the news tonight. Or you're not going to get on the Internet because I don't want you to get all obsessed about what's going on. There are people that really do become empathetic when someone else is going through something painful. Yes, that's so true. That's why I wrote the Empath Survival Guide. I'm a psychiatrist, I'm a physician, and I'm an empath. And there's so many people who are highly empathic or empaths out there, and we're emotional sponges who take on the stress and worry of the world into our own bodies. And so for that reason, we need to have a lot of strategies not to do that. Um, and the news can trigger that in ourselves. If we listen too much or if you don't take a technology fast and get off the Internet, you're absorbing all that suffering, all that trauma, you know, all that angst into your body. And if you don't know you're an empath, then you could suffer. A lot of my patients are exhausted as a result of the news cycle and everything that's happening in the world, so much so that people can get sick, they can get anxious or depressed. And so it's important to learn how to buffer that, uh, and that's what I offer in the book in terms of strategies. But we have to identify for empaths first, then what to do about it. Well, is, is the issue that there are things we haven't dealt with in ourselves, or is it actually just the idea of being empathetic for someone else uh, going through a difficult situation, something we see on the news? Yes, it's both. Empaths feel what's going on in other people. If you have a friend who's going through a horrible breakup, you could maybe feel it in your own self because your empathy stretches so far. It's thought that the mirror neuron system or the compassion neurons in the brain are hyperactive in empaths, meaning our compassion for others is just off the charts. Um, and so you have to really honor that and practice self-care um, but in addition, what's happening in the news is so much more intense than it has ever been, at least in my lifetime. Mm. And it is just inundating us. And people who are not empaths are becoming empaths. They're just surprised by how sensitive they are and how much they're affected by the news, whereas they weren't really that aware of their sensitivities before. I'm just thinking of some of the horrible things that just in the last week or two that we have dealt with, um, the limo crash in New York that killed right. all of those people, just awful. The hurricane, I mean, as we're watching that and in hearing people talk and seeing their home completely gone, I mean, it's just one thing after the other. And I think it's hard to know if you're an empath or, or you're right, if we're all just becoming one. What are the long-term effects of this? Because I know for me, I mean, I, I physically feel like I'm sick. Yes, no, exactly. Um, there's a quiz in the front of the Empath Survival Guide on how to know if you're an empath, and I think that's the first step. And some of the questions include, have I been labeled as, quote, overly sensitive in a derogatory sense? Do I prefer replenishing myself alone? Do I get drained by crowds, noise, um, smells, or excessive talking? Um, do I prefer being with a couple people rather than large groups of people? Do I absorb other people's stress? So you can go through the 20 questions, but if you identify as an empath, you have to realize that you're super sensitive and to really take care of yourself because the long-term 
effects of chronic sensory overload, which is essentially what's happening with all this news bombarding us, is that you can get exhausted or fibromyalgia or autoimmune disorders or just plain tired and depressed and anxious. And you, it's just too much for any human being unless you can practice some of the techniques in the book, such as meditation, learning how to set really clear boundaries with energy vampires in your life so that doesn't add to your stress level. Learning how to say no, that no is a complete sentence. I need to stay home tonight and take a bath rather than going out and going to a big party. I need to take care of myself. I need to play with my animals. I need to, you know, take a walk. I need to be out in nature, all the things that feed empaths, rather than sticking on your computer or watching the news. I mean, you know, weigh the alternatives. Would you rather go out and take a walk and look at this beautiful autumn or stay at your computer. It's a choice is what I'm saying. Well, and and I know from from the book uh, that I certainly am an empath. And it's interesting that you say uh, autoimmune disorders because I do suffer from that. Um, so what do we do? I mean, because I, I feel like we it's a difficult thing. We can't hide our heads, so to speak. No. Well, the key is balance. You know, the key is, you know, if you want to be informed, give yourself a certain time limit per day to get informed and also give yourself a certain time limit per day to replenish yourself, to have fun, to be around positive people, to be out in nature, to take your alone time. If you're an empath, empaths often replenish alone. You know, just turning down the stimulation. If you're on sensory overload or anxious, turn down the lights, light a candle, you know, have beautiful music, read poetry, do something to bring your system down and quiet your system. That's, that's the key for empaths. If you notice everything just gets to be too much, that's a sign for you to take care of yourself and to stop or stop whenever possible and just quiet down the stimulation and do something nice for yourself. And, and one last question before uh, we remind people of the book. Um, can this? Can we see this or identify this in, in kids? Oh, yes. There's a chapter in the book on raising highly sensitive children and empaths. And empath children are so precious and gifted. They're intuitive. They're open. They're sensitive. But they have different needs. They're very creative. They often like being alone more. They don't benefit from having back-to-back play dates. They get very exhausted by that. They may have one best friend um, versus... Um, They might like going out into nature and dislike video games or team sports. So there's a whole list of qualities that you could look for in empathic children to nurture them and to nurture those sensitivities and not say what my parents said to me, which was, dear, you need to get a thicker skin. You know, that felt horrible. And, you know, that made me feel like there was something wrong with me. So you need to support your empathic children. I feel really strongly about that. Well, and you're right, because you mentioned there are some really positive qualities to being an empath. Oh, they're wonder. I wouldn't give it up for the world. I love being an empath. There's intuition. There's creativity. We love so deeply. We make such good friends and partners. We enjoy nature. We can go deep in, in spirituality and explore our intuitions. There's so many places we can go that are positive. However, you need to learn some grounding techniques and protection techniques so you you handle the challenges of it and then enjoy the the magnificent pleasures of it. 
Well, Dr. Judith Orloff is the author of the best-selling book, The Empath's Survival Guide, Life Strategies for Sensitive People. And and I know a lot of moms (laughs) fall into that category and will find that this book is really very helpful. She uses the latest neuroscience research to give us some great survival tips. Uh, Dr. Orloff, thank you for joining us today. It was my pleasure. All right. So listen, you know what? We can all come up with things to worry about. There's so many bad things going on in the world. Let's try to relax. Let's try to focus on the good, making memories with our families, um, getting through the election this week. That's going to be a positive thing, right? If you're listening well, it's ready to come on. Or even if you're joining us now that it's over, uh, whether it went the way you wanted it to or not, at least it's behind us. <laughs> we can get rid of all those negative ads and all the fighting back and forth. Um, and hopefully your kids, too, are getting over the time change because I know that can wreak havoc in your house as well. So have a good week. Uh, by the way, that's on Facebook on our MomCast page. If you want to let us know if you have any tips for getting your kids through that kind of stuff. Because once you get them used to this one, we're going to spring ahead in the spring. So if you want to share some of those, some of you are, um, your little tricks for getting the kiddos through those time change uh, weeks, that, that would be a good thing. We could all use a little bit of help. Have a great week, and we'll talk again next week on MomCast.